girls are hot. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Say hi, Craig, Julia. Hi, Craig. <laughs> For context, Julia, Craig is the name of the recording bot that records oh, us. Oh, okay. Yes. I understand. Yeah. We say hi to Craig every episode because Craig is our bestie and our fourth host. Our fourth host. He really puts in the legwork. <laughs> he does. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Sad Girls Are Hot. Today's episode is very special because we have a very special guest with us, our lovely, lovely friend, Julia. Say hi, Julia. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Okay, so... Real quick, you might notice that Jamie is missing. She could not make it, so that's why we have Julia, and honestly... She's kind of a pretty baller replacement, so. <laughs> yes, if we had to have any replacement for Miss Jamie, Julia is the way to go. Honor. She is. So today's episode is in honor of Valentine's Day, and it is called Heartbreak Hotties, because I think a really fun part of Valentine's Day that no one ever wants to talk about is being alone and being heartbroken. Mm. And I feel like a lot of us don't really vibe with Valentine's Day because we're alone. And that's super fair. But before we get into that, we're going to go into everyone's favorite, favorite segment, our hyperfixations of the week. So our lovely, lovely guest, Julia, would you like to start us off? Sure. So my hyperfixation of the week is definitely this album called Titanic Rising by Wayseblood or Wiseblood. I don't know how to say it properly. I actually did a little research and tried to figure it out, but there were conflicting information. But yes, I'm obsessed with this album. I listen to it all the time. It's my like going to the Greenberg Theater on the Wonk Bus soundtrack. Um I listen to it in the shower. I listen to it everywhere. It's great. I love that. Oh, I love her. How about you, uh, Anna? Yes. My hyperfixation. I like a couple small things. Like, I feel like I'm definitely still on my hyperfixation, hyperfixations from last week. So, like, some smaller new things is I bought this Carmex, and uh, this is the best chapstick I've ever owned. This is fantastic. My lips feel lush and moist and gorgeous right now um veggie straws i don't know whoever invented these but they need their pussy ape because these are the greatest (laughs) things to ever graze god's green earth they're so good they're scrumptious and you don't like feel terrible eating them because they're technically vegetables and also i don't eat vegetables this is like where i get all my vegetables from right now and then julia your conversation reminded me of like a song i've been listening to so much it's called my body is a cage by arcade fire oh yeah last night alone i think i listened to it like 15 times to be very honest just like over and over again because it is such a good song such a good song um i love that you were holding up the veggie straws as if as if anyone could see them. See them. Um, <laughs> i fully forgot that this is a podcast yeah um, Maybe we'll record our perspective soon. Wink, Ooh, wink. I can't wink. wink. I can't wink. Um, so my hyperfixation of the week kind of ties in with our theme for today, which is really cool. Mine has been writing letters. 
And basically what I do is anytime there's something I want to tell someone or I need to like have a conversation with someone about that I don't actually want to tell them about or if I like really want to text someone but I know I shouldn't, instead I'll sit down and I'll just write them a letter. And it's actually very cathartic and I've kind of become obsessed with doing it and I have these little fountain pens that are lovely and I feel like I'm fucking Joe March from Little Women mm. by candlelight just like Her. writing out my little letters it is absolutely goddess like it's beautiful stunning yeah. You're Victoria- Victorian icon yes that yeah. is my dream to be a I- Victorian woman in a Victorian mansion writing Ugh. letters by candlelight we love a period piece queen yes <laughs> yes so today as we said, we're going to be talking about heartbreak. heartbreak Boo, bodies. tomato, tomato. Boo. Um, so one of the things I think we want to focus on today is like, what does heartbreak feel like? What does it do to you? How do we get over someone in a healthy way? So does anyone have any thoughts about this? Well, I mean, I would love to hear you guys' responses because um, I would like to know the answers to these questions um, immediately. <laughs> I'm good at getting over people. I'm really not. Like, honestly, okay, I dated a girl on and off back in high school, like sophomore through junior year. And I feel like I never really got over her to the point where that if she walked up to me today and was like, you're looking kind of fine, I'd be like, okay, great. Let's go back to my dorm room. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know if maybe it's because she was like my first love, but I, I feel like I feel about that a lot of, I feel like I feel like that about a lot of my partners. Um, like I'm never truly over them in a way, except for there's, there's, there's an exception to the rule. There is an exception to this rule, but um, we don't have to get into that. No, I think what you're talking about with first loves, like first loves hit and they stay with you forever. I feel like I don't think I'm ever going to get over my first love. I feel like it's always just going to be something in the back of my head. Yeah, I agree. I think um, with breakups in general, when you have feelings for someone, it's not like a switch you can flip. It's never really going to go away and feelings change and evolve. And something I've been thinking about lately is just the complexity of everything. You know, a breakup is never one thing. It's so many things happening at once and so many feelings that sometimes it gets overwhelming to kind of reason with all of them at once. Um, But I think something I take comfort in personally is understanding that every feeling I have is valid and they can all exist at once. I feel like something that's really interesting is like how you get over and react to the breakup when you're the dumper versus the dump. (laughs) I've been on both I've been on both sides of the spectrum and it's so interesting because I feel like when you're the person who dumps someone I feel like I have felt before that it's like I don't have a right to my emotions in a way it's like yeah. I feel like I felt myself telling myself like why do I feel sad about this like I'm the one who broke up with them but like at the same time I feel like there, you are allowed to have valid emotions when breaking up with someone because it is like an experience and you can be breaking up with someone for like a number of different reasons like and it's just I don't know I feel like that's really interesting because I feel like when I break up with someone I have a harder time getting over them 
versus when I'm broken up with. You know what I mean? It's it's so hard to navigate breaking up with someone. It's like yeah. there's like what Julie was saying, there's so many moving parts, so many different things to think about. And it's like, how do I tell them this? Like, what are the best words to say? Like, is it better if I do like call them? Should I do it in person? Like, should I do it this day? Or like, should I wait a little longer because they have this thing going on? X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is hard. And I have experienced it recently. And um, it's really, it's really awful to hurt someone you love and someone who you still care about and um, doing that, even though you need to do it for yourself, it's pretty much awful. (laughs) And um, it is complicated because you are guilty in a certain way. It's like, well, I did this thing and I ended it, right? So you kind of deny yourself those feelings. As Anna was saying, I totally know what you mean. Being the person who gets dumped, though, the last time I got like truly, really dumped, I felt like I felt fucking everything. Julia can I was speak there. from first-time experience because she was there. She was my roommate during this period of time. She watched me do this crazy, crazy shit. I, it's so interesting because looking back, I look at this wish <laughs> and be like, was I ever really like in love? Did I ever really even like 100% like this guy? Or did I more like the idea of being liked by him? And yeah. I think that was kind of where it was at. Get the breakups. The breakup hurts so bad. I like wrote like oh, a sad, yeah. depressing love song. I made like a mean. <laughs> I, that. I remember I the made, love song. I made like a mean TikTok about this guy that he somehow saw. This guy did not have TikTok. I don't know what motherfuckers sent him this like nasty TikTok I made of him. <laughs> but he was like, "What's this TikTok?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna kill myself." Got it. Good. I, you were not supposed to see that. You were not supposed to see that. But like, I feel like when you get broken up with, at least in me, you do some weird shit, and I did some weird shit. I I did weird shit. That's oh, okay though. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does happen. I feel like breakups are fucking hard and they take the life out of you. And also, you go into a period of mourning for that relationship. It almost feels like a death, like you've lost something really big. And I feel like people don't talk about that enough, like the mourning period after a breakup. Like I've just kind of gone through a little breakup thing and I have been just emotionally devastated and just mourning it. For weeks on end. I was in a little fun little depression coma the other day, oh, which her. Julia knows about. Girl boss mm-hmm. Queen Slay, depression coma. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's like really interesting. I feel like we don't talk about that aspect of it as much. Like getting over the breakup is sometimes harder than the actual breakup itself. Yeah. The week after the breakup is definitely harder than the initial like cutoff moment. And can yes. we just like, quickly discuss how like Grief can like low key like physically hurt sometimes. Like this like physically hurts sometimes. Like I don't know how I feel like it probably manifests differently for everyone, but for me, it's like when I'm really fucking like sad or really like anxious, depressed. Like I feel like in my stomach and in my chest, like this pressure, this sinking feeling of just like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Shit sucks. It Shit really does. Like does I does suck. You can really just like put it in all of like you can intellectualize it however much you want and i've been trying to (laughs) and at the end of the day it just fucking sucks 
and it hurts yeah. and it's just going to take time. And realizing that is kind of freeing because mm-hmm. there is no right or wrong way to get over something. Well, <laughs> I guess that I guess that's not necessarily true. Healthy is the way, but I, I'm what I'm trying to say is like it takes a long time and it can be frustrating because what I've been feeling recently is like I'm over it. I'm over being sad. I'm over. Yeah. I'm just over. I'm over the breakup vibes. And I'm still not over it, but I'm over feeling this way. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I I feel like once you take the time, you end up being in a much happier place because you are able to look back on the relationship, both with a sense of fondness for what it gave you, but then also like, who the fuck was I during that time? Like, why why did I do this? Why did I do that? And you look at yourself back then and you're like, okay, I can take that experience and grow from it and learn from it. And honestly, I kind of like being single. Yeah. It's kind it's of, kind of fun. fun. It's, it's kind of fun. fun. I haven't done it in a while and I'm a little out of practice. Um, I feel like especially right fun. now, like right now, this time, this age, it's fun. Like we're we're in our early 20s like it's like this is the time to be single if there ever was a time to be single in our lives true very true i feel like it's also really hard to not just like run back to that person immediately the next time you see them or the next time they contact you like it takes all the fucking self-control i have if i get a text message being like oh like hi to not be like i'm coming over right now sometimes you just gotta like kind of trick yourself into understanding that that is no longer your relationship with that person. Yeah. And you have to convince yourself of it. And it is an act of kindness to that person to keep that promise with yourself. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. I think because being healthy in a breakup, it is hard. And um, I think sometimes the way I think of it is like, this is kind. I'm being kind by not reaching out. I'm being a good person by not trying to rekindle something too quickly or try to be friends immediately. Like that can sometimes be destructive for both par- both parties. No, I would totally agree with you. And I think it definitely depends on the situation. For sure. Oh, for sure. But I would also agree with you. I think it's not fair when you both agree, like if it's a mutual a breakup, you know, you both agree that like you're taking time for yourselves and you're taking time away from that other person it's not fair to go right back to them and start texting them and that's what happened with my most recent like breakup thing I guess you could call it where my um the person I was seeing said they needed some space and I was like okay like take your space queen um and it's been really hard for me not to just go back and like text them because I'll literally catch myself like going to find them in my texts and going to just send them a quick little message if I'm like bored in class. Yeah, I I really resonate with that, especially when you're the person who in my opinion, in my experience when I was the person who ended things, it takes a lot of willpower to not fall back into that exact pattern. That's because, what I meant, yeah. I mean, the the ex-girlfriend I talked about previously we're honestly still really good friends. And that is the gay experience. That is the bisexual ex- <laughs> the bisexual experience, in my opinion, is still being friends with your exes. Um, but we still talk a lot. But when I first broke up with her the first time, it it's it's, it's complicated. But um, like forever ago, when we were like still like sophomores in high school, it took a lot to like not reach out to her because she was such a big part of my life in that moment. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're really friends with someone after a breakup and you really, really do want to be friends, you can get back to a friendship place. I think you can as well. If you give it time and give it space and give it the the time it needs to heal and process and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's all about, like, what you want afterward and, like, what just feels natural. Like, if it's not naturally becoming some sort of, like, platonic friendship, then you shouldn't force it, I don't think. Um, But I think time really does heal most things. And giving things time is kind of just the what you what you have to do and it's really hard but yeah it's really hard yeah especially when you're in that moment and you're in that breakup moment and you're like I know this is just going to take time but I wish I could just skip to that point in time when I'm no longer feeling this way but you have to go through that and you have to go through the heartbreak and the mourning period before you can get to that point and it fucking sucks but it's like it's a part of the process it's a part of the journey of healing Hmm. I was also thinking about how like breakups and you know just like changing like changing a lot in a very short period of time um they kind of go one in the same like, in, at least in my experience yes. um you know I was in a pretty long-term relationship and during that time I was a very um consistent version of myself I think mm-hmm. um and since I feel like I've grown so much because I've kind of been forced to. And breakups oftentimes force you to have positive change in your life. Um, because yeah. you really have to rely on yourself and focus on yourself. And um, it's made my life a lot like better, I think. Um, as hard as it's been, I think I'm very proud of the progress I've made. Um, And it's kind of satisfying to look back and be like, well, this terrible thing happened to me and it was horrible and I'm still really upset about it. But I've grown and I've changed a lot. And that's kind of beautiful. I think that's definitely a lot of the good that can come out of a breakup, self and personal growth. And I think Mm -hmm. that's I think that's one of the things that gets me through heartbreak a lot is knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, yeah. it will not always feel this way. And honestly, snaps to what Sarah said before about, like, just wanting to skip through it because there's nothing I would love <laughs> more to skip through it. And I feel like that's why I sleep a lot when I'm really depressed. I'm like, it doesn't hurt when you sleep, you know? Because yes. obviously, obviously. We love depression naps. Depression naps. <laughs> but it's, you need to go through the pain and you need to sort of, like, just get the fuck through it because once you get the fuck through it you'll be better for it yeah yeah i totally agree and i also think there's something about going back to what we were talking about before about it being like you being the one to break up with someone the dumper or the dumpy um i think you know when you when you do do when you when you break up with someone it's really easy to just kind of retreat into yourself and feel really guilty and terrible. Um, And that can make it harder to get over because there's no one to hate. There's no one to be like, fuck you. You did this to me. There's no one to hate. You don't hate them. You know, you still have feelings of love toward this person. At least that was my experience. And it's really difficult to reason with all those feelings at once. That is literally spot the fuck on yeah you <laughs> well, guys but you guys can't see it but anna was just like shaking and fucking like because breathing. that's exactly how i feel like, i think i said it earlier that it's like i definitely have an easier time getting over and moving past relationships when i'm broken up with yeah when i break up with someone i'm like i have a really hard time moving past it because i almost need 
some place to direct my anger to get over something. Because I feel like when I'm going through it, I get kind of angry. And if I have nowhere to direct that anger and, and internalize it all, I feel angry at myself and not at another person or anything like that. And the anger eventually dissipates. I don't always feel very angry at the person who breaks up with me in the end. But the anger is what really I feel like helps me get over it. And if I don't have anywhere to direct that, I tend to not get over it very well. I want to touch on what Julia was talking about, about like self growth after a breakup, because I know like Julia, we've talked about this, but I feel like I've seen you more in the past like couple weeks (laughs) than I've seen you in the past year. And like Julia, I I feel like you're like one of my closer friends and I'm so happy to get my friend back because I think it's so easy when you're in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship, to kind of fall into that other person and become a unit with that other person. And that's not healthy. And I feel like for some reason we promote this idea that being in love is like two halves becoming a whole when really being in a relationship should be two people in a partnership. You shouldn't become Mm -hmm. one. You should be two people who are choosing to be together. That's healthy. You're still both your own person, but you're with each other. Yeah, that's how it should be. And I mean, I think think that is something I've experienced both sides of that coin. It being Mm -hmm. really good and it being difficult and all of that has helped me learn and I think that it's so nice what you said I mean like that means a lot to me that you feel like I'm kind of back because I do feel that as well I think I have more time now and um I have um more energy um and I'm not like everyone break up with your partner and that'll be great (laughs) I think it is really um a person-to-person situation and if you feel like it's time to end something even if that thing has been really great mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to do it yeah. and um yeah i think you know valentine's day is coming up and it's a hard time to be a single lady especially a freshly single lady yes and, um heartbreak hotties heartbreak hotties but like I think Valentine's Day can still be a beautiful time to celebrate love. I mean, my mom sent me pity chocolates in the mail, so life is good. Something I felt Valentine's Day, I don't think I ever fully grasped until this year, honestly, is the fact that it's just supposed to be a celebration of love. And actually, um, there is this holiday. Oh, God, I'm being such a bad Jew. I literally forget what it's called. But Mm. it's like Jewish (laughs) Valentine's Day. And it's not just about romantic love. It's just about love, like love for your family, love for your friends. And I feel like we've put so much focus on like the romantic aspect of Valentine's Day, but it's just a celebration of love. And I think it's totally fair to just be like, my best friend is my Valentine because I love them so much. And just to be happy. Valentine's Day, exactly. Valentine's Day, new Valentine's Day. Yes. I (laughs) love Valentine's Day Day. We need to bring back, like, over elementary school and you would give all your classmates, like, bought Valentine's Valentine's Day. I was just about to say. I bought Valentine's to give everyone because I was like, (gasps) I want to spread the love. I've always liked Valentine's Day in a weird way, I feel like, even though I've literally been single for every single valentine's day of my 20 years i've always liked it because i think my mom and my dad showed me that love doesn't have to just be romantic on valentine's day my dad every year 
when I was a kid, would get me like a present because he'd be like, I'll be your Valentine until you find your own. My mom would always make a heart-shaped cookie cake and like make us like a special breakfast in the morning. And like, though I looked forward to that and I felt that love yeah. for my family and then at my friends at school. Like, I think also wearing pink is really fun. I love pink. I love wearing pink and red. And that's always a good time. Yeah, the colors of Valentine's Day are really spot on, I gotta say. Yeah. No, I kind of love Valentine's Day. Like, if you think about it like that, it's a great, it's a great it's holiday. A great it's holiday. super fun. Yes. Uh, you get to eat candy, you get to put on pink eyeshadow. Yes. You know? <laughs> I think my whole life I have been so anti-Valentine's Day because I was like, it's just a consumer holiday. And I was like single and bitter about it. And I was like, oh, like, fuck off all you fucking people. But now, now that I've also just gone through a breakup, which is like a weird weird occurrence that happened just before valentine's day i'm like i love valentine's day it's a holiday for love Ugh. i feel like at the end of the day valentine's day and breakups in general and everything is what you make it it sometimes yeah. it can suck sometimes it can be ter- terrible sometimes it can really fucking hurt it hurts a lot hurts a lot a lot of the time but you get through it and you power through and you change and you grow and eventually you can enjoy holidays like valentine's day because they're fun if you make it fun they're fun Mm -hmm. if you decide to love your friends and love your families and show them that appreciation and love that you normally just show like a partner so i feel like yeah yeah, it's all about your perspective, I think. And I also think mm-hmm. celebrating your platonic friendships and your platonic love is so important. And that's something else I've learned in my breakup. It's like there feels like this big hole, this big lack of love in my life that used to feel so full. And now I'm like, well, but where else is there lots and lots of love in my life? And there's so many people who I love and who love me. And really appreciating them is a really great way to get through a difficult time like a breakup. And yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in with us today. I feel like we had a really lovely conversation about love. And if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more from us, follow the podcast, give us a five star rating, give us a like. And you can also follow our Instagram at sadgirlsarehot with two T's. Um, my name is Sarah. You can follow me on Instagram at Sarah.Wiser, on Twitter at Sarah G. Weiser, and on YouTube at Bookish Oasis. I am Anna, um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Anna Steinmeier, on Twitter at Anna Rose, and also follow my TikTok at Anna Rose as well, but at Anna Rose with four R's. Four, four R's. R's. Very important. <laughs> And I'm Julia. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thank you for coming. (laughs) We love having you. My Instagram is the same name I used in middle school, and it's Julesy2002. Aww. That's up to you to figure out how to spell. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much to Julia for filling in for Jamie and spreading your love and spreading your lovely brain and expertise with us. We really appreciate you being here. Me too. We really do. Thank you for coming, babes. And we hope everyone has a lovely heartbreak hottie Valentine's Day. Woo. Bye, Bye, Craig. Craig.